Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. The legends of Yankees baseball. It is gone. The home of Yankees baseball is WFAN. Hit number 3,000. Derek Jeter has achieved another milestone in his Hall of Fame career. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Welcome back to The Fan. Lori Rubinson here with you. And the Mets, well, they uh, they take three out of four from, uh, they win the series against the Rockies, uh, lose uh, a great Max Scherzer start on Sunday, but Saturday was a really special day, Old Timers Day, 60-year anniversary of the franchise with uh, 60 years of of Mets showing up, and uh, just a beautiful day. And to talk about the Mets and Old Timers Day and all of it, we bring in John Harper from SNY. John, uh, welcome to the program. Hey, Corey, how you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you so much. Um, Let's start with Old Timers Day. I just thought that, you know, so often we always think of the Yankees as doing these sort of things and doing them so well. And I thought the Mets did this beautifully. What was, you know, what stood out to you as as your highlight from Mets Old Timers Day? Well, I have to say the Willie Mays thing caught me by surprise. Uh, It's always uh, kind of amazing when, a team uh, in New York is, can keep a secret like they did for a while. I was talking to people out there about it, and they said that they've known for a while about it. They did a great job of keeping it quiet. I mean, you know, Willie Mays was, you know, people forget. I mean, obviously, because it's a long time ago. He played in New York for a long time with the with the Giants before they went west. And uh, I thought it was a great thing to retire his number. That was part of it. And then the, the rest of it was just being – Seeing uh, some guys that you hadn't seen for a while. I mean, they hadn't done this since I think it's, I guess since '94. I think that was part of the charm of it. It's been so long. Uh, you know, some of those guys are around the '86 guys. Obviously, Darlin Hernandez. Some other guys have been in the system as coaches and things. But I thought it was cool. I mean, and then just I, I like seeing a little bit of the interaction. I mean, the game is always a little awkward. You know, <laughs> uh, Lighter was trying to put one on a tee for Piazza to hit it out because I guess Piazza hit some balls out in, in VP. Uh, they couldn't quite do that. And then to see, I like to see some bounce in some of these old guys. You know, they still got it. I mean, Mookie was running like he's 25 years old. Yep. So I just, I got a kick out of seeing some, some of the faces and then just seeing some of the guys that really actually can still uh, run around a little bit in a uniform. 
Yeah, I yeah, I was expecting Mookie to hit a triple, uh, you know, to lay that one out for uh, for a triple there. I thought that would, would have been a, a fun moment. Um, how about 79-year-old Steve Dillon still being yeah. able to pitch? I thought that was a, a highlight moment. That was amazing. Uh, I really honestly hadn't heard of him. Uh, I, I found out from talking to next people that his son uh, worked in security. I believe it was, I guess it's for the Mets, and I, that's how they... They knew about him because Steve had gone on to, to work uh, in the police department in New York uh, after he played uh, with the Mets. And so there was that connection. I mean, 79 years old, and he got it up to the plate okay, you know. I mean, that's that was that was quite a feat. It was It's cool to see when you can kind of find a guy that nobody really heard of and see that. That was another uh, – well, listen, you gotta you got to give kudos to Jay Horowitz, man. Yes. He was behind this whole thing talking to people out there today, and they said, Jay, he like he was the only contact for all these guys, these players. They had his number, you know, any little snafu, and they were calling him. <laughs> Jay was just, oh man, I can only imagine. Uh, I hope he stayed in bed all day today. Uh, he earned it, yeah, he uh, earned certainly. Got it. Got a question from a Mets fan who wanted to know about Greg Jeffries and the Mets organization relationship there or anything. Ever heard? You know, obviously we we know things weren't great when he left. Um, any any have you ever heard anything about where things stand with Greg Jeffries now? I don't think there's anything in particular there uh, as far as why he wouldn't. You know, he might might not be invited back at some point. I don't think there's any. And obviously. It, as you said, it didn't really go well. He he uh, he's not. I don't think he's friends with a lot of those guys because he was treated badly. Yeah. Some of it he brought on himself because he was kind of a. He gave off the vibe of being a selfish kid. You know. You know. He's talking about breaking Pete Rose's hit record before he'd done anything in the big leagues, and he he carried his own bats around in a separate case at the time. A lot of stupid little things like that. And that team, as you know. That 86 and 80, late 80s teams, 88 when he came up, was still a lot of that 86 team. Those weren't guys that you wanted to come up with and be labeled as kind of a self, uh, selfish kid. So I, I just think there's probably a disconnect there all the way around. Now, one thing that obviously stood out from the day, you mentioned Jay Horowitz, but certainly uh, the presence of Steve and Alex Cohen and how happy the fan how happy the fans and the former players were and also just um, the interaction with those, those owners and um, just the, the contrast for years you've covered this team and with, uh, with how things were with the Wilpons. I thought that the comments, um, were, were you surprised at how straightforward Ray Knight as an example was in his comments? Not really. You know, Ray Knight, man, he he shoots from the lip and uh, not afraid to say anything. And, and I guess, you know, he's felt uh, as if he's been snubbed a little bit. I I, I remember talking to him for the 86 reunion in uh, 2016, and he didn't say anything at that time. But, uh, hey, listen, Jeff, Jeff Wilpon rubs some people the wrong way. There's no doubt about it. I think that had a lot to do with it. I don't know necessarily that I'd lump the thread in with that, but Jeff ran the team for years there, and, he did. He just he didn't have a great way with people at times, and I think there was some resentment there. I think some of it just goes to back to the fact that I don't know if it was money or what after the whole Madoff thing, but some of these things just were so they were no brainers to do. The Seaver statue should have been done years ago. Yep. Uh, they should have retired uh, Hernandez's number, maybe a couple others, 
And then, I mean, look, hardly anybody does these old-timers games anymore, and there's a reason. They cost a lot of money to put it, put them on. So you got it. yeah, as you said, Steve, Gohan, Steve Cohen deserves credit for that. Uh, I, I was hearing today some of the details. You know, these players, they all got to, to bring a guest with them. So they were all put up in hotels. They were given a stipend, uh, and they were given a, a ring, that old-timers' day ring. So, I mean, Steve Cohen went to uh, all lengths to get this done, and, and uh, it is, but I think what they really appreciate is the fact that he has gone out of his way to embrace the, the Mets history. And that, that was something I think fans, as well as some of these, uh, these ex-players, kind of resented that the, the ball club, for whatever reason, didn't do it. And even, you know, going back to when City Field was built and Fred, Fred Wilpon's own uh, kind of, I guess, his, uh, his fandom of the Brooklyn Dodgers growing up a kid to who idolized the Brooklyn Dodgers, that, you know, the, the city field resembled more uh, their colors than it did the, the Mets colors. So I think a lot of these things played into it, but it's I think they're just really appreciative that Steve Cohen seems to really get it, understand what the fans want and what some of these ex-players want as well. Talk to John Harper about the Mets. Um, and, John, with a big series looming now against the Dodgers and the Mets hanging on to a three-game lead over the Braves in the division. Um, it's not a great time for the offense to be slumping, but it does feel like the Mets offense has been in a bit of a funk. If you were, you know, talking, if you're, you're talking now to Mets fans, is this just a temporary slump or is this something that you, you're concerned about for the Mets offense? I do. I do think it's mostly temporary. We have seen them struggle at times. And sometimes that's, especially it becomes noticeable for a team that doesn't hit a lot of home runs. I mean, every team slumps. But when you don't have, you can't win a game now and then with the big home runs. So they've had, they've, they've hit their share. Uh, but, you know, this week, especially for really, it's been since that crazy comeback game against the Phillies last week. They, they've really kind of stopped hitting uh, in these last six games. And uh, I feel like, you know, I mean, it, it's not fair to single out Francisco Lindor. I know that. I hear about it from Mets fans all the time. But he's, it seems like when he hits, they, they go. Their offense really goes. And when he doesn't hit, they don't as much. And they, right now he's 1 for 21 in his last six games. And uh, this offense has stopped scoring runs. So it's hard to avoid talking about Lindor. He seems to be the guy that really uh, is in the center of things when they're going well. And uh, also is not in them when they're not going well. I mean, Alonzo went through a slump as well. He's kind of come out of it. He's had some big hits in the last few games. I'm sure uh, uh, Lindor will get going again. But the timing of it is, you know, you got the Dodgers coming into town, and you also got the Rockies going to Atlanta. The Rockies are a terrible road team. Uh, the Mets really should have swept them. Um, and so, you you know, you could be looking at a situation where, you know, first place could be first place could be up for grabs if uh, the Mets can't take care of at least win a couple against the Dodgers. So uh, that's all. That's that's really the timing of it. The Mets need to get it going again here. Yeah, you mentioned the Mets should have swept against the Rockies. Is it just even more painful for um, the Mets to lose a game when Max Scherzer only gives up the one run and and pitch so well? Yeah, I mean, if you're the Mets, man, you hate to see that just because. Just you feel like you wasted a great outing. I mean, Scherzer uh, said afterwards that you know he didn't even feel like he had great command of his stuff until about the fourth inning, and it kicked in. Uh, but he's just such a bulldog out there. He's always going to give you that competitive fight. And uh, 
Yeah, I mean, you figure you got to score a couple. Of, I know Marquez is he's a, he's a legit guy. He was an All Star last year, but he hasn't had a great year. He's got a five something ERA. You got to figure out. You got to figure a way to score a couple runs there, and they couldn't do it. And that hurts to lose to the Rockies because the Rockies had I think it's the second worst ERA in the uh, in the majors on the road this year. So, and every game really, all those games are close. So that that lack of offense finally caught up with them today. Um, there, listen, there might have been a little bit of looking ahead to the Dodgers. Who knows? A little bit of a hangover, even from the old timers game. Uh, Buck Showalter even came mentioned that as he came into did his pregame press conference. Uh, so a lot of listen, in over 162, they're going to happen. But when you if you if you look at the bigger picture, that they're not haven't hit for a week, that's where the concern is. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned the Dodgers series. We always look at stuff like this as a playoff preview. How important is it, Mets, uh, for the Mets to, you know, when you look at the pitching matchups in this, they seem to be favorable to the Mets as opposed to how they'll be maybe in the postseason um, facing some of the tougher starters. How important is it that the Mets actually win this series, take two out of three? I think it's important mostly because the, the, the Braves just, you know, they're, they're going to be on their, on their tails here. You would think the Braves are going to win minimum two out of three uh, from the Rockies in Atlanta. I would, I would bet they sweep them there. So if, if the Braves lose, I mean, if the Mets somehow lose two out of three, you know, then you're really looking at that lead shrinking. So I, I think it is important. I mean, look, they, they, every test they've run into this year, it seems like they've been able to respond in a big way. When you think they're not going to hit, they do. Uh, when they pay, face series against the Braves that they needed to win, except this last one in Atlanta, they've been able to do it. So I, I think they'll find a way. As you said, the pitching matchups are pretty good, pretty good for the for the Mets. I'm really interested in seeing Degrom. He said after his last time out that he feels like he's ready to take that next step, throw 100 pitches, maybe go seven innings. You know, that would be. I think that would be a huge boost for this team because that's the one final kind of step you need to see from him where you can. Now you can get that from him and, and hopefully make his next start without problems. Go, you put him and Scherzer together, and I know that I saw we were talking about it on S N Y tonight. The stat I think they're only five and five in the games that Degrom and Scherzer have started since Degrom's come back. But you, still, you give him that, you put that pitching out there in October, and I'll take my chances. Yeah, you mentioned Degrom and you know pitching in that upcoming Dodgers series, and I was struck with all the, uh, you know comments about that DeGrom, you know, we know he's going to opt out of the contract and sometimes he doesn't always seem as, I don't know, you know, connected maybe to the front office of the Mets. I thought it was interesting to watch DeGrom yesterday around Old Timers Day and his interaction. He seemed to be one of the players I was seeing of the current players, you know, talking to more people than almost anybody else. And, I thought it was, you know, even just the, you know, conversations and all that. Does that, you know, a day like yesterday and seeing that, do you think that has an impact? Obviously, the dollars have an impact, but Steve Cohen said he's going to, you know, I'll take him at his word. I don't think anyone will offer more money for DeGrom than than Steve Cohen will. Does a day like yesterday and Old Timers Day sort of um, help even, you know, kind of help the Mets' chances in keeping a Jacob DeGrom around this team? Uh, it, it, it's really hard to say. I, I saw the same thing you saw, though. He was really, he seemed, DeGrom seemed to be into, into it. You know, I saw him with Leiter, saw him with Pedro, uh, saw him with a few other guys, maybe just talking pitching. I know he, lo- he does love to talk pitching. So, uh, and, and you would think, you know, he, 
any guy, any guy at that level, we'd love to be able to talk to other guys that have been at least close to that level. So I don't know if it has any long-term impact. I've heard some of that stuff too, that I don't know if it's just that he, you know, he'd rather not be in New York. I'm not really sure how with Steve Cohen running this team. Now I'm not sure what more you can want. He's going to, you're going to, you're going to have a chance to win every year. I would think because Cohen's going to spend the money. He's going to spend on the Grom. I've heard there are maybe some hard feelings lingering from the contract, maybe deferred money. Uh, but and all right, at the time, it was a good contract. He was two years away from free agency, so uh, I'm not I'm not sure exactly what it's all about. But uh, I would think if they finish, the best thing I think that could happen is if they finish strong. He finishes strong. They go out on a postseason run. Maybe make it to the World Series. Who knows? Maybe win it all. I would think. I mean, maybe who knows? If he wins it all, maybe that gives him more reason to leave. I don't know. But I would think he'd want to stay around here and be with a team that, you know, be on a championship team. I know I know that it's been put out there by somebody that the Braves are kind of a natural landing spot. I'm not sure the Braves are going to come anywhere close to an offer that the kind of offer Steve Cohen would make if DeGrom finishes here and stays healthy. So, see how that goes. All right. Um, John Harper from SNY. Follow him there and on SNY.TV. Always appreciate the time. Thanks so much for checking in, John. We'll catch up with you soon. Thanks, Laura. I appreciate it. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.